Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. My plans is not to preach long. I feel like I need to pray more than preach. Uh, but I do want to go over something with you that um, that I believe is right on track um, with what we're to do today. The way this service is laid out. And um, I shared something with Stanton and Matt maybe a couple weeks ago. and I actually told them earlier this week what I was going to be speaking on today. And it's just amazing how this service has played out. The way it's gone, and which is which is good. That lets us know that we're following the Holy Spirit and not a script, if you will. I remember some years ago. I was several years ago. I think I was 23 or 24 years old. And every year around the Feast of Tabernacles, they would they would this church would hold a conference. Pastor Dale would always hold a conference and be the CFM conference. And I remember that year coming and I was sitting about right along in here. The first two rows, if you remember back then, would be, that would always be for the ministers and the preachers or whatever. And uh, me and Catherine was sitting there and I remember Gary Brooks was on the, was on the stage and he had just got the microphone and this is what he said. He said, for all the preachers in the room, if you're an ordained minister of the gospel he said I want you to come forth and I was kind of hesitant you know but there was several people running up there and so finally me and Catherine went up there and this was the next word that he said he said I'm glad you all came up he said for each one of you are fixing to give this body a prophetic word and I was sitting there thinking oh my god I mean what am I going to prophesy so I thought about it and I said when they give me the mic I'm going to say, hear me, saith the Lord. I shall come again. <laughs> How many knows you can't miss that? You can't, you can't miss with that prophecy. Hear me, saith God, I love you. Man, I mean, come on. Y'all right in here? Pinch your neighbor and ask him if they're awake, okay? We don't know if we need to call Boone or Purvis up in here. But listen, <laughs> I remember... And as I'll never forget that Monique was playing on the keyboard and the Spirit of the Lord came all over me. And this was a word that I heard. He said, tell the people I'm restoring arts back into the church. I will cause a new dance to come upon my people and they shall rejoice again in the arts and the dance. It's the word I heard. I wish I could tell you that I prophesied that word and the whole place lit up like a lightning bolt, but I never said a thing as I passed the mic on. Give me some grace. I'm in my early 20s here and there was a room full of preachers and you got Gary Brooks who prophesied about everything in existence. He prophesied the chairs you're sitting in in this room. Come on, can I get anybody that's been in this house with any longevity? 
Do you think it's by happenstance that Gary Brooks stood in here before it was exit 37 and declared that that exit, there would be, there would be, there would be growth and economic development and out of any place they could have built the hospital in this town, they go straight out to exit 37 and begin to build that because they're operating under the hand of God. Come on. And so I thought about that. Then the other thing I felt like I should say that in, it was, we we're friends with a ministry that's on St. Simon's have been for years. Any time of great transition in our life, we always find ourselves there. And, and uh, Catherine and I went down for a prophetic intensive in, uh, training, uh, which was a phenomenal weekend. On the Friday night, I laid down in the, in the hotel and I had a dream. And in my dream, I was awakened by the alarm clock going off. And the alarm clock read 444. That was the just of the dream. We go back to the prophetic intensive the following morning and we were sharing about dreams because this was going to be a dream interpretations class. And so they said anyone had a dream. And so we began to share and then I was able to share my dream. And in the dream, I just remember I'm in the, when I began to share my dream, the lady just like really got excited. And, um, and so she said that four is the number of creativity. And the reason why you saw it on the alarm clock, God said, it's now. Now is the time uh, for this to take place. And I just remember the presence of God coming in that room, and it was just, 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 it was just great. And so I've often thought about that. I know also, too, that the number four means world impact. And so I was, I've been praying into this thing. God, you know, you, you want creativity to be whatever. And so... Today, I want to talk about wisdom and I want to talk about creativity. And what I want you to have the faith to believe, if you can have the faith to believe this, I believe that today, today is an initiation or something fresh is starting right now today. That's been said from the beginning of this service. Something fresh is going to be ignited in the way of creativity in your life. Y'all, I'm just telling you, I'm struggling because I don't feel like there's no faith in this room, but I'm going to preach it to the walls, okay? I'm telling you by faith, there is something fresh in the way of creativity and wisdom going to be ignited into your life. I don't know whether that's writing a book. I don't know what that is, but, but it's not limited to writing songs, writing books, nor is it limited to dance, nor is it, nor is it limited to, uh, to painting or anything like that. I'm going to show you that in the Word. And so we, we were a couple weeks ago, we were driving to north, north of Atlanta, and we were listening to a podcast haven't listened to a lot of podcasts really in the past year and we were listening to this particular podcast and they were talking about dancing they were talking about dancing before the Lord and I was reminded of something how many was here on the day that Catherine Mullins came Jess come up he believed the Lord gave him a word and and, about, and we poured the five gallons of oil which was the craziest thing I've ever seen poured the five gallons of oil on Danny how many was in the service about a few people's in there you remember because of the mass, you know, you say you're going to pour five gallons of oil and you think, man, that's a lot of oil, but I didn't realize how long the, how long the oil was going to flow like that. I believe that was even a supernatural sign because I don't believe if we got five gallons of oil and poured it out this morning that it would even last as long as it did in that service. But we actually like to took his life. Well, then he said he couldn't breathe because poured it on his head all the way down. <laughs> we should have had him in scuba gear or something, you know what I'm saying, where he could breathe. But how many remembers, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I believe I heard from the Lord and I told Catherine this on the way to Atlanta that I did not connect the dots until I began to listen to this podcast and talking about just a fresh expression and what they were talking about in the area of worship. 
And I believe God was trying to initiate something in our lives then. Listen to me. The reason why the church a lot of times doesn't want to flow in creativity is because creativity uh, uh, creativity requires change. And we are people who don't like change. Come on, somebody. But we are never going to reach the harvest if we don't change. We are never going to, 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 to get the call of God in the assignment of God on our life if we don't change the way we do church, what we think about church. And we got to realize that the Holy Ghost is in us far more than coming here and shout and have a good service. God, I'm trying to stay contained with this, but I'm telling you, I'm about to bust with it. And so we pour the oil that day. I mean, we've got ladders set up. We got pictures of it. The oil goes down. And then we got guests in the house. And I'm going to be honest. I'm just being honest and vulnerable before you that I'm thinking, what in the world do they think? Man, these people travel all over. Have they, what are they thinking? Have they ever even seen nothing like this? I mean, I've never seen nothing like this. What is the people thinking? Let me say this. I don't believe we're going to obey the call of God on our lives if we worry about what other people think about us. Listen, how many knows when Peter was released from prison? I love this right here. The Bible says he was held with four uh, squads of soldiers. He was held in the inner prison. When the angel walked him through that, he walks through this last gate. And as he walks through this last place, he says this. He says, for surely God has delivered me from the expectation of the people. That is the last deliverance you'll walk through. If you ever get delivered from the expectation of the people, let me tell you something. You free then, friend. I'll say that again. If you ever get delivered from the expectation of people, you are free then. What keeps us from moving out in extravagant worship is the fear of man. We are afraid of what someone else thinks about us. So I was, I was, I was sitting there and me and Catherine was listening to this and I said, oh my God. I said that I realized something in that moment that as a leader, I probably didn't steward as well. But I believe when, when he started dancing in that oil, it was not a dance you've seen in church. And we've talked about it this morning. What is the dance we see at church? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Just the wild folk dance. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in here. The Holy Ghost is in here. I ain't gonna get no help. But that was not the dance he was doing. I mean, he had the stanky leg going, some other moves going, but he was declaring with his feet and in his dance, there is a new season. Even though that was three years ago, we finally trying to catch up to what's already taking place. I feel God in this room. And here's the, here's the crazy thing. We should have already been further than where we're at right now. But by God's grace and mercy, He's helping us catch up. Come on, somebody. We should have already, and, and half of us do to me because I've looked here trying to be this, trying to be that, trying to be this. Finally settled up the fact, listen, I'm going to be right here in Sparks. And whatever happens in Sparks is just as good as what's happening in Redding, California or Kansas City. Because the only way you can flow it... Listen to me. The only way creativity comes out of you is it comes through authenticity. And when you quit mimicking other people, your creative flow will start coming out of you. And for you to imitate somebody else is to tell God that he made a mistake when he made you. 
So, let me just fly right here for 20 minutes, just out the heart. Just trust, know that we're in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9. Paul writing in the Passion Translation, he said, this is my passion to unveil to you the mystery of God. This is my passion to unveil to you the mystery of God. That the church has this privilege to show the manifold wisdom to the world. Bill Johnson says it like this, when the, when, when, when the world leads the way in innovation and design, it is because the church has embraced a false spirituality. You and I should be leading, but let's, 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 let's face it right here. We quote the head, we the head and not the tail, but we've been living at the tail for so long. Come on, somebody. Hey, listen, when you the head and not the tail, you're not eating the lower shank of ham. Come on, somebody. It's time that we start believing what we quote out of the Bible, that God has the ability to transfer us from the tail to the head. It's time that we start believing that God has the power to transfer us from the being the tail into the head. We were sitting on my back porch and Fiaz was down from Columbus, Ohio and he said, how did Miles Monroe go from the projects to riding the jet? He said he began to read and he began to read and he began to read and he began to read until God stretched his mind to where he can begin to believe. I don't know if you've ever read a book by Dr. Miles Monroe, but he's got some powerful, unbelievable quotes. So it says that I want I have passion to unveil to you the mystery that the church the church has a responsibility to show God's manifold wisdom to people around us. Now we get in this crazy verse right here. I, w- I, wanna, I want you to... Let me just set this up right here because, man, I... Stanton got on this when I was gone. Out of Exodus chapter 31, the first person now, there is, a, there is something in the Bible where it talks about the law of first mention, which sets up what this topic will, will set up the foundation of what this topic will be about all throughout Scripture. So the law of first mention, if we look at the first mention, the law of first mention, the first person mentioned to being filled with the Holy Ghost was found in Exodus chapter 31. God said he was full of the Spirit of God. And his name was Bezalel, and he was not full of the Spirit of God to preach the gospel. He was not full of the Spirit of God to be a worship leader. Look how limited our understanding of what the Holy Spirit does is is insaturated down in the South. Because we think being full of the Holy Ghost is for healing. It was only in the New Testament, the only thing that was added on that foundation in the New Testament is Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after that which the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So the New Testament added the power element to what was already established in the book of Exodus in the 34th chapter. And God filled him, what, what did he fill him with the Spirit of God for? For creativity and wisdom. 
Now, one of the things that we've made a bad mistake is that we think wisdom is stoic. We look at wisdom in the house of God as it's just some stoic, like white-haired person. That is not. That is a frail representation of what wisdom is. Wisdom is actually divine joy, and it is exuberant celebration over someone. And I'll show you that in the Bible in a minute. But Bezalel's job was to create the vision that Moses saw on the mountain. Where did Moses get the vision for the tabernacle? When he peered into the heavens. He saw God's tabernacle and he came to build on earth what was already in heaven. Come on somebody. Does it sound like our job today? On earth as it is in heaven. Come on somebody. Let's let's break that down, Matthew 6. On earth, I pray on earth as it is in heaven. First of all, it's got to line up in your earth before it's ever going to get into earth. (laughs) <laughs> you with me? So Bezalel was filled with the Spirit of God as an artisan or a craftsman. So God was linking not his preaching ability, not his going to church ability, but what he did with his hands. How many knows that God wants to bless the Work of your hands. Clay says it like this, that work is what? Worship. I want to read this to you out of Proverbs chapter 8. We're fixing to pray. Because I feel like I just got to pray this. I'm just trying to give you just a little bit of scripture to wrap your faith around what I'm talking about. Proverbs chapter 8. Bezalel, first man mentioned in the scripture, he's filled with artistic expression, craftsmanship, and his job is to build the stones and everything it takes to create the vision that Moses saw. Now let's look at this. Now think about this. Wisdom and creativity are inseparable. Wisdom and creativity are inseparable. Look at this. In Proverbs chapter 8. I'm reading out the Passion Translation around verse 29. When he set in place the pillars of the earth. Look at this. This is talking about the creation account. When he set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke to the crees of the seas, commanding the waves so that they wouldn't overstep their boundaries, I was there. Look at this. I was there close to the Creator's side as his master artist. Daily he was filled with delight in me. And as I playfully, look at this, we think of wisdom being stoic. Look at his language here. As I playfully rejoiced before him, I laughed and played. So happy with what he had made. While finding, look at this, my delight where? My delight where? In the children of men. Where does creativity find his delight? Where does wisdom and creativity find his delight? In you. Why would you, why, why are you preaching something like this, preacher? Why, why would you? Because I believe God wants an expression to come from this house that will affect the places you and I live. Wisdom should be seen on the streets of our city. Wisdom should be seen and creativity should be seen when you drive down our city and look at our buildings. I'm tired of of driving to Thomasville to look at an expression of creativity and wisdom. Come on, somebody. It's got to come from our ground. 
It's got to come from here. And one of my frustrations is when I see something in our city. Let me tell you one of the things that are holding over our city. Just maintain. Just get by. I'm sick of just maintaining. And I'm sick of just getting by. And I'm sick of hearing leaders. Look how much money we saved. Let me tell you something about stewardship. Most people that preach stewardship are so bound down by poverty, they will never advance nothing in the kingdom of God. We need to realize that our Father owns a cattle of a thousand hills. Come on, somebody. And when we give, it comes down, pressed down, shaking up, multiplying, and running over. God, I'm about to lose it right here. Well, look how much money we saving. Listen, what, you may be saving money, but you're holding generations back, friend. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, my God. Well, we just want to maintain. I am not a maintainer. I am a wall buster. I am a busting axe to go through. I am a breaker, not a maintainer. That has crippled the church. Oh, my God. Tell me and say, calm down, Daddy. Man, there's so much. Right? So many quail just got up right there. I'm just trying to find one I want to shoot. Well, we're just going to maintain and wait on the rapture. You keep waiting, friend. While you wait, we're going to build. And when you go to the grave, your children's going to wait. And when they go to the grave, their children's going to wait. The word rapture is not even in the Bible. Oh, there comes the hate mail right there. The word rapture is not even in the Bible. No, what I'm preaching is from another subject. Let me, hold on, hold on. Well, let me, hold on. People that use stewardship, I do believe in stewardship. If you can be faithful with the little, God can let you have rule over much. But let me tell you what I have found in 20 plus years of ministry, the way stewardship is preached, it is preached from a poverty mentality. It is afraid of a lack. There is nothing about wisdom in your life when you drive a vehicle that has to be jumped off at the grocery store, but you have the means to drive something different. Oh, I'm being a good steward. No, you're just bound down by poverty. I have drove something that the starter was gone out, the Bendix on the starter was gone out, so it just sat there and clicked. And after about 100 clicks, it would crank up. And I'll never forget when Grant was about two years old, that's what we drove because mama was in college times. Was It's because I could not do no better. The men on my job said the truck was so ugly, you needed a tetanus shot to look at it. And I'll never forget we saw one of the elders in our church at the grocery store. And I knew I was going out there to get in it. And I'm praying the whole times in tongues. C-O-C-A, C-O-L-A. That's Coca-Cola, so you thought I was going to pray in tongues. I said, God, in your mercy. Oh, God, have mercy on me. Let it crank the first time. Don't let it just sit there and just click in front of my elders. We got in the truck, smashed the clutch, fired right up. Grant said, Daddy cranked on the first time. Had no air conditioner in it. My members of this truck had what, what my dad would call 260, two windows down, 60 mile an hour. That was the air conditioner. I'll never forget Grant sitting in his little car seat, had a Pepsi. 
He, drank, he turned to swallow that Pepsi up. It was in the middle of August. He said, Daddy, it sure is hot. I said, but it's hot. I said, but if your mama ever gets out of college, we ain't never driving this monster truck again. That's what he called it, the monster truck. We ain't never driving this monster truck again. Last story about this monster truck. We went hunting one time. Me and Dale Banch, who's preaching this pulpit, he and I went hunting. We stopped at the store. Well, we realized that the bows we were shooting were over $1,000. They were worth more than the truck. So we put the bows in the truck and locked the door. We got back out there. The keyhole had rusted so bad it wouldn't let the lock up. So we cut the back glass out when we get in the truck. Somebody going to give me an offer before we leave today. <laughs> but wisdom, listen to me. Wisdom should be on display how we spend our money. People that love stewardship are going to get mad. He said, I was there. I was in the beginning. I watched it all play out. I was by his side. This was not a stoic act. This was, he was very jovial. He was exuberant. He was excited, laughing and playing, watching God create. But he said, I find my delight where? In the sons of men. I'm just not creative. Oh, you very creative. There is no way that you are not created, creative because you are created in the image of God and He is a creator. Friend, you are very creative. Your creativity is stifled, is stifled because of hurt and disappointment. But if we ever break off past hurts and disappointments off of your life, you're going to watch creativity flow. That's the prayer. We're going to pray in a minute. God, forgive us of having a disappointed heart and a broken heart over because dreams we thought should have been fulfilled. Let me tell you this. Your personal dream, God ain't building your personal dream. He is building his dream, and he will invite you. Come on, somebody, to play in his play if you will just... The vision I'm after is not my vision. The vision's been in this crowd for years. Come on, somebody. We just happened to step up on the play, and he's called us as a cameo role in his play and said, do the part. He's never going to build your personal vision. Listen to this. Creativity, the state or quality of being creative. I love this right here. If you don't hear nothing else I preach, this is what I'm going after right here. The ability to transcend traditional ideas. We can't get by. Oh, won't it be glorious over there? Love the hate mail. We will sing and shout and sing God's praise. Won't it be glorious over there? Because the church in the south is trying to get over there. Meanwhile, God is trying to get over here. John 17, I pray you take them not out of the world, but leave them in the world. And put a double dose what you put on me. Let it come on them. And it did come on them in Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. Come on, somebody. And when it came on them, he left us in this earth to be a representation, to represent him on the earth. 
So my role with him is an intimate. My role with society is a servant. Come on, somebody. And my role with the powers of hell, I am an ambassador with toting a massive gun in the spirit. So when I run up with cancer, I say, be ye healed. Come on, somebody. When I see somebody that's in need, I become a servant and pull out a towel in a basin. When I get along with him, I'm a lover. Come on, somebody. To the beloved. That is who we are. I'm telling you right now, if I was in the woods, I got hit by four trees. Creativity is the ability to transcend traditional ideas. The reason why the church won't flow in creativity because it requires change. You mean that we got to change the way we do it? Hey, I'm not just talking about, listen, I'm not talking about style of worship because I've been in places to sing out the hymnals where the power of God's on display. And I've been in places that doing the latest, greatest with the smoke and lights and God ain't nowhere near it. Just cause you got great talent on the stage don't mean God's there. I mean, Celine Dion's gonna throw it loose tonight in Vegas. Come on, somebody with the lights and gonna be a whole lot more people than us, but the presence of God will be absent. And what's happened is, is the church has allowed gifting to move us Oh my God. Gave us a euphoric high and we left, thought we tapped into the spirit realm. Friend, you ain't tapped into the spirit realm until your life's changed. If you've tapped into that realm, his spirit got intertwined with your spirit and you left changed by the presence of God. I don't know about you, but anytime I've ever got into the realm of the spirit, he put something inside of me I didn't even understand. Some of it's taken me three to four years to walk out to even get an understanding what just got deposited me in that realm. Which is what I'm talking about. The day the oil got poured out. We thought the oil got poured out. We lit, went to the chicken buffet. It was good. Some people left here mad because he did the stanky leg in the oil. And it's taken us three to four years to get back to where the oil was. I'm beating the hardest. <laughs> I'm not mad. I am mad. At, I'm mad at the devil. I'm mad at tradition. And I cannot stand religion, okay? Welcome to Cornerstone. I'm not mad with the people. I am, I am ticked off about some views up around here. I'm tired of riding through a dirty city. If Nashville can lay pavers downtown, surely we could get somebody to lay some pavers in our community. I appreciate what's happened in this town since we've been here. I thank God we got a Walmart. I thank God Zaxby's come here. And I appreciate the two Mexican restaurants. But can somebody pray us up in a Sacheros or something else? <laughs> come on. Huh? What about we believe for the blessing of God to come on our lives so strong that we don't have to worry about city council. We just go tell them the land which we trying to buy and bring something up in here as God's people. Oh, oh Lord. Listen to this. Creativity, the quality of being creative, the ability to transcend traditional ideas, rules and patterns, relationships or the like, and to create meaningful new ideas, forms, methods, interpretations, originality, or imagination. This is it, creativity. Listen to this. T.D. Jake said in his book, Soar. 
God doesn't create tables and chairs. God does create trees. And He gives man the ability to dream with Him, to see a chair, to see a table, to see a house. I grabbed this stick this morning. Daniel, remember this. Just remember this. We go to Virginia. Look at this stick. Hey, you got tons of them in your yard, around your house, right? Y'all ain't got none of these around your house? I mean, y'all, some of the people said, no, like y'all living in the desert or something. <laughs> this is over a million dollar a year business. Why? Because somebody saw not a stick, but a walking cane with a leather strap that could be sold in academy for 40-something dollars. And they give the kids in the church a dollar for every one they find. So the kids is walking around with $200, just found 200 sticks. Come on, y'all don't want to hear this. And the church, when they leave, they drive to their own restaurants that they own. Come on, somebody. Meanwhile, we the Pentecostal church. Oh, God, could you bless us? Oh, God, would you do something? He said, why don't you rise up with the power that I placed inside of you? Get along with me and start dreaming and quit looking at what is not and start thinking about what could be. Come on, somebody. He'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine in his name according to the power that is working in us. Ephesians 3.20. God, I'm preaching. Telling you, I'm about, I'm just one, just, I mean, mm. creativity. Creativity. Look at the essential oils. I don't, I really don't want to get started on essential oils, but I appreciate it. Let me tell you, that last meeting y'all did was the greatest meeting I've ever known. Whatever, whoever preached in that meeting right there, I want a full six week revival run. Man, if your wife was at that meeting, can I get an amen up in this place? We fit to run that right. That is the greatest message been preached in the last five years in this church. Right there. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for the oil. This this essential oils. Something just in the earth. They got all kind of products. Rub it on you. You stressed out, just rub it on you. All of a sudden, you give me the peace, Lord, it frees my soul. Wanna get lost in the Holy Ghost? Amen. You broke, just rub it on you. Go to the mailbox. Put Ed McMahon, publisher, Crew House. This is natural stuff growing out of the ground that God has given the ability to people to see what's in the seed. Get the oil out of the seed and look about how it, how health-wise it changes our life. Now, I don't know what the oil going to do to coronavirus, but it's some bad and bone stuff. You know? Hey, we were downtown Atlanta traffic crazy. You know what I'm saying? Rank, I'm getting stressed out because traffic's not moving. We got all six lanes blocked down. And Catherine, she's just rubbing it all over me. You know what I'm saying? And I noticed within two minutes, I'm like, give me the peace, Lord. We're just talking. <laughs> we got to close this up. I told Adam I'd go up and preach it 10 minutes. Let me tell you one more. 
If you've ever read the book Dreaming with God by Bill Johnson, this story's in there. Matthew McPherson. In his 11th grade shop class, could not afford to buy a bow and arrow. So he built one. Necessity is the birthplace of innovation. He couldn't afford to buy a bow, so he asked his shop teacher, can you help me make a bow? So they built a bow. But he also had a heart for the church, and he was an evangelist traveling in the church. And he said, you know what? He said, I cannot raise my family off of a church offering. It just, I just can't do it. And so he asked God to help him. And so one night he has a dream. And in his dream, he sees this leaf, this sheet of paper falling. And he sees this, this bow and arrow, and he sees it fully drawn. And he sees this equation on this bow. He's like, God, what is this? So he takes it and he begins to study that equation. At this time, before 1992, nobody had ever built a bow and arrow. You had to have two cams on the bow, and the bow had to be synchronized with the other. Each cam had to be in synchronization to be able to draw the bow back and shoot it. And if those of you that shot bows in the 80s and the early 90s, you'll remember this, Emmett, when you drew the bow back, if you had 70 pounds, you probably was holding at least 60 pounds. It had hardly no let off. He takes this, builds this bow, called the solo cam bow is the first one that ever did and it could still shoot at 70 pound it was still shooting around like in the high 200s at this time feet per second now we got bows that can shoot up in the, up into some middle 300s feet per second and it had like 70% let off and he's not worried today about whether he can provide for his family he owns Matthews Incorporated it's the largest archery company in the world where did it come from what I'm talking about this morning? The creativity of heaven. Man, there's no way. I'm, a, I'm just going to close right here with this. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through, 1 through 10 tells a story the queen of Sheba. I want you to pull this scripture up in 2 Chronicles. I want to show it to them or the scripture I gave you in Chronicles. We'll put it on the screen right here. We can show it to you real quick. But let me tell this story first. The queen of Sheba traveled at great distance to see Solomon because she had heard of his fame. She heard of his wealth. And then when she gets there to his house and she sees, she sees how he conducts his business. She sees how everything is around him. And she says, all that's been said did not do you justice. The Bible says, the King James says, there was no more breath of spirit in her after she witnessed what she saw. Every king had servants. Every king had waiters. But something was flowing different in Solomon that separated him from everyone else. It was called wisdom and creativity. Now notice this verse of scripture right here. Show, 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 show the people this. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, look at this. Let's roll. And the food on his table. Notice how Solomon just didn't have the food, the food slung out. There must have been a presentation with the food. Come on, y'all. She's seen food all over, every, all kind of tables. But she ain't never seen no food set up like this. The seating of his servants the service of his waiters, notice this, and their apparel, what they had on. He dressed his a little different. 
Let me tell you this. If you walk in a room and you dressed if you're not enough and you believe that you're not enough, you will be received as not enough. But if you dressed for the part and you walk in and you believe you're God's child, the folk you standing in front of ain't got ain't to know nothing about your life. Come on, I'm trying to help us here. You show up for a job interview, that promotion that you desire in your heart that you've been taking online classes for, if you go in there like a little popper, you know, I don't, if you could just do something, you know, just put me in a janitorial position, you ain't going to get nothing. But if you go in here, let me tell you something, I'm trained and fully ready for this. I'm ready to start when you're ready to start because I'm ready, God was born for this right here. There's a whole different mentality in that, friend. Come on, somebody. We are not a bunch of beggars down here trying to make it. We're God's kids. I will say it again. We are God's kids. Hello, somebody. In the natural, I'm a poor country boy born in Bacon County. But can I tell you, in February the 2nd, 1998, I got adopted. And in my adopted daddy's very wealthy. Come on, somebody. And I got a great big inheritance in my adopted family. Well, if I could just start here. Just, just start right here in the, you know, cleaning the toilets a little bit. Notice at their apparel. Look, she's blown away. She ain't never seen food designed on the table. She ain't never seen servants talking like this. She ain't never seen servants dressed like this. Oh my God. And the entryway by which he went to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Now, I got to leave you with this right here. I'm going to have to quit preaching, but I, I sure ain't done, okay? Micah chapter, give me Micah chapter, uh, where was that? Micah chapter 1. Micah chapter 1. The word of the Lord that came to Micah, whoever his buddy was in the days of Jotham, Ahab. Did I give you all those verses of Scripture? Let me see what I got. Which one, is that the ones I gave you, John? All right, let's keep rolling. I got to get to the... What was that? Go ahead. Come on. Move along, Jesus. Hear all you peoples. Listen, all you earth. This is where I want. All that is in it, let the Lord God be a witness against you. The Lord from His holy temple... Man, that is not right. I wrote it to you wrong. Hold on, I got, let me just tell you this. I quote it, okay? The Bible says this, in the last days, saith the Lord, that the mountain of the house of God shall be established above the mountains of the earth. He's not talking about Everest. He's not talking about K2. He's talking about mountains, the system of men. He's talking about the educational mountain, the political mountain. The mountains. The mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established above the mountains of the earth. <laughs> Look at this. And the people shall say, let us go up. Let us go up. Let us go up. I'm trying to... <laughs> let us go up unto the mountain of the house of the Lord. They shall, they shall teach us what? His ways. Let me tell you what they're not coming up the mountain for. A church service. 
They're not coming up to Mount Northern Lord. Oh, won't it be glorious over there? That is not what they're coming for. What they are coming for is a people that can walk in peace regardless of the situation. They are coming for people to have the the joy of God even when they went through tragedy. They are coming for people that know how to contend in much and how to contend in little. They're coming for the wisdom and creativity. Who's leading the green movement? It ain't the church. Home and garden television. You think they're there to show you homes and Chip and Joanna? No, friend. They're they're there to promote homosexuality. People's upset. I'm just taking a... I got the mic, I'm telling you the truth. That's why when Chip and Joanna say they disagree with that lifestyle, (laughs) if homosexuality is 3% of America's population, look how hard they got to find and search for couples that allow them in their house to show that lifestyle. But what they're using, listen to me, they're using a scripture from the Bible that Jesus sent his disciples out and said, I want you to be harmless as a dove, but wise as a serpent. Let me tell you how we show up in society. You got, you, you, you all right, I'm, I'm almost done, okay? I'm closing. People's done beat us to the buffet anyhow, okay? His chick is gone. We're we going to get there, though, to get some. Yeah. Listen to this. This is how we show up in society right here. We pull up. We got the Gaithers blaring. We got the truth of the gospel painted down the side. Huh? We got this on the back glass. Whoremongers, God will judge. That was on the church sign every time. What together? Every time we went to church, they left it on the sign for six months. Whoremongers, God will judge. <laughs> People was ready to go to that church. Oh, I feel love. Huh? You with me? So this is how we show up. Why don't we take, show you another one. Jesus said that the sons of the world are more shrewd than the sons of the light. Instead of getting mad with Bill Gates and instead of getting mad, instead of getting mad with wealthy people that don't pay as much taxes as you, why don't you sit down and learn from them? Oh, it's quiet. She noticed the apparel, everything he got. The mountain of the house of the Lord is going to be established above the mountains of the, of, of the hills. The people's going to flow up to the mountain of the house of the Lord and said, teach us your ways. Let me tell you what's going to come back. What's coming back in a greater way. Sherwood and them right there, how they broke ground in the movies. Let me tell you something. Hollywood's going to be a thing of the past in the coming days. Look, notice that you notice that every award show they hold now, I mean, they ain't even got enough ratings to even carry it. Come on, somebody. They're going to have to carry it on some of the news networks and they ain't got no ratings. There ain't nobody watching. Creativity's gone again, become from the house of God. 
I said creativity again is going to come from the house of the Lord. We're going to realize to reach the lost, reach the lost we're, not, we're not going to get in this generation with a microphone and some blazing message. Come on, somebody. But we can put it up on the screen. I remember when Mel Gibson did the Passion of the Christ. People knocked him and, and did everything. About it. He said, listen, listen, if I'd have been a preacher, I'd have grabbed a microphone. If I'd have been a painter, like Angela, I would have painted. But I'm an actor, so we put it up there. But you know what? On that screen, what was that? We beheld whom we crucified. So we got to finish this up. How, how, do we, how do we get in this, Pastor? You've done hollered a lot. Proverbs says this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And we've quoted that verse. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But here's part B of the verse. But a promise fulfilled is tree of life. What I found out, some of the promises that I want to be fulfilled were really not God's promises at all. They were my selfish motives. And he's never going to feel that. But He will fulfill His promises. And His promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Ain't you glad they in Christ and not just in you? They're in Christ. He stored them in Christ. So it doesn't matter if you fail or not. He ain't falling. Come on, somebody. So, how am I going to do it? I'm going to ask God to heal the broken heart. Lord, would you heal me? Would you heal me in the Father's house today? Would you heal that disappointment? Listen to this. In the early 1920s, there was a man by the name of Mallory who led an, who led an expedition to be the first man to trek and climb Mount Everest. He tried it once, he failed. He tried it twice, he failed. He just went back and they did a ton of research. And, they, and he crafted the greatest equipment that could be could be found. Not only that, he assembled the greatest team of climbers that had ever been assembled. And he looked at the bottom of Everest and he went back and he said, to this time we will conquer Everest. They made it, they made it, when they were trying to summit the mountain, to, to, to summit Everest, tragedy struck, killing over half those that with him, including Mallory himself. When they finally made it back, when they finally made it back to Europe, they did this big banquet hall to honor Mallory and the fallen men. And one of the leaders in that expedition with, that was with Mallory stood up and he said this. He said, I speak to you, Mount Everest, in the name of every great man and those that are not even born. You have defeated us once. You have defeated us twice. You have defeated us thrice. But I say unto you, Mount Everest, you will be conquered. For you cannot get any larger, but we can. And can I tell you today, Mount Everest is conquered. Come on, somebody. What I'm telling you today, your dream, I don't care what disappointment, you need to look at your disappointment. You've defeated me once, you've defeated me twice, and you've defeated me thrice. But I'm here to tell you today, you shall leave my life because you cannot get any larger. But I can, and I trust the hand of God to grow my life and put me in a place of creativity. I believe before I go into the grave that I am going to look at not only one album, but two and three albums that have come from this house. I, can I get a witness up in here? I walked, I walked in here the other day. I walked in here the other day. Matt said, come here, I want to show you something. And I go in there. He said, this is the podcast room. And I'm thinking to myself, What? You know what I'm saying? Man, who want to hear two big people from Sparks on a podcast? But you know what? If I believe that way, nobody ever going to tune into a podcast. I'm telling you, I ain't up in here slinging fish and grits this morning. You with me? And so you know what? I watch him trek every Wednesday to climb up there and get on the mic. 
love him or hate him, but people probably used to laugh at Rush Limbaugh for doing that. But let me tell you something, he ain't having no struggle today up in his house. Come on. You got to believe what makes you great is not your title. What makes you great is the one who gave you the title. So what is this? I didn't even get to some of these scriptures. Zechariah talks about four horns coming down to defeat the children of Israel. Four horns. And then he saw, then he saw something else rising up going making war with the four horns. And Zechariah said, God, what is that? What is that making war with the horns that are tearing up the children of Israel? He said, that is the four craftsmen who are rising up. There it is again. That is the four artisans that are rising up, going to take out the horns. Let me tell you something. When we got school teachers, oh, just looks like a school teacher, but it's clothed in the power of God, full of creativity of heaven. Come on, somebody. When the child in her room lo- loses her mother, come on, somebody. She can bring her right up in real close and speak the life of God into her. Come on, somebody. I'm glad she was in there because she didn't hug her and say, God just needed another flower in heaven and she snatched your mama from it. That ain't the language she did. She said, listen, honey, I know it's bad, but let me tell you, God can heal every, he heals every hurt. Come on, we're going to get through this. We're going to walk through this. You're going to be stronger through this. Come on, somebody. This is, what is the craftsman? The craftsman is doing you what you do. Miss Mildred at Walmart, welcome to Walmart. We're glad to see you. When you smile and you show them the love of God, this is the craftsman arising. We have got to tear down the lie in the church that the preacher and the worship leader is the one in ministry. You are all in full-time ministry, armed with the power of God. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God, would you listen? You... I work with people like this and, oh, we got somebody saved. We got to go call the preacher. Whatever. You ain't got to call me to baptize nobody. You dunk them in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. You don't call me to get them filled. You don't call me to get them healed. And you don't call me to cast devils out. You cast devils out in Jesus' name. Don't call me cast devils out, my wife. I'm like, <laughs> do it. Raise your hands. It's in the room. All you got to do is receive it right here. By faith. Innovation, invention, creative design, artistic expression. I declare right now every hurt be healed in this house. In the name of Jesus, no longer will you tote disappointment. I declare that broken off of your life right now by the power of God. I'm telling you right now, it is shattering right now. If you'll believe it by faith, you'll receive it by faith. God is going to fulfill some promises to you. He's going to show you the tree of life that hooks you right back into the Eden. Come on, somebody. Eden is not not a mystical place. It's in the center of your heart. Come on, somebody. So I just release that. I release you to be you and to be you doing what you do. Whether you're a doctor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a carpenter, whether you whatever business you're in, come on, somebody. So, Father, I thank you for the horns rising. I thank you for the horns rising in this community. I thank you for the horns rising in this community. Father, we are not here to get by. We are not here to hold on and to maintain. We are here to break ground. 
I said, we're here to break ground. Come on, somebody. Anybody else believe that? Come on now. If you're looking for the maintainers and you're looking for the rapture and you believe that's going to happen next week, you need to find somewhere else because that ain't what we're preaching around here. We believe that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established above the mountain of the house of the Lord. We believe that nations are going to come. Come on, somebody. We believe nations are going to come to the house of God to train us in the ways of Yahweh. Does anybody else believe that in this room? Father, I bless your people today in the name of Jesus. Raise your hand. Father, I bless them with creativity, innovation, design. And I thank you for the craftsmen arising in the name of Jesus. Give God a great God bless bless you. Listen here. Hold up. Before you move, I got to make a couple announcements. Listen here. You need to get plugged into the life groups. Larry and Kayla's going to be at the back. Those life groups are now launched and going. If you're not a part of one, get a part of one. Also, next Sunday, you don't want to miss next Sunday. Next Sunday, we are not going to be in this building. We're going to be outside. Okay? So I need everybody that believes you got control of the weather and the atmosphere be speaking clear skies. You with me? Nice day. We eating hamburgers, hot dogs. We haven't, we're going to have a competition. There are going to be multiple competitions going on. And I'm very competitive. And my team ain't taking no loss at all cost. It is tw- celebrating 29 years of ministry on this ground. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a fun day. It's all go- We're going to have a big blast for the kids. Everything. We got a big tent coming. You don't want to miss it, okay? We eating rattlesnake knuckles and slaw. So you want to be a part of that? Cutting up hamburgers and hot dogs. Get a part of the, uh, the, the life groups. Come next Sunday. Ready to have fun. Wear your athletic gear. We got kickball, three-legged race, egg racing. Um, I'm probably going to do some redneck sumo wrestling. Me and Dave is going to do that in junior. Um, <laughs> man, I see like I just throw this down like that. Anyhow, God bless you all. We'll see you here next week. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week.